0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, my God. Okay,
1: it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? Calm.
2: What's the procedure? Stay f- calm. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Everybody are f***ing calm down.
0: Big Nasty, yeah, Big Nasty Hall of Fame Tempe Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast.
2: Cannon Fire Podcast, brother!
0: You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a drill. Tom Brady, the six-time Super Bowl champion, one of the biggest pieces in the Patriots dynasty that has tormented the NFL for close to 20 years, and arguably the greatest quarterback of all time is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. 20 minutes before we were supposed to sit down and record this podcast, trying our best to wrap up the first two days of free agency, my co-host Evan calls me on the phone and he says, Rhett, they did it. It's something that we monitored closely all day long. I have been glued to my phone, I have been glued to Twitter for the past three days, hoping to get an answer about what the Bucks are going to do at the quarterback position. We saw guys get fleeced out to different parts of the NFL. Teddy Bridgewater looked like he was going to the Bears. Ended up with the Panthers on a three-year deal. Phillip Rivers right now looking like he's headed to the Colts. Options were dwindling down for the Bucks as they waited for Brady's response. And here we are, March 17th, 2020. And a new era has begun in Tampa Bay football. TB to TB in 2020, it really doesn't feel real. We're going to try and break it all down for you here today. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I can hardly contain myself because I just simply cannot wrap my head around what has transpired today. We talked about the possibility of Tom Brady to Tampa over the past few months, and it just felt like something that would totally shock me. It felt like something the Bucks would not do. We've seen them fumble in quarterback sweepstakes before. It happened with Brett Favre. They were the runners-up when he went to the Jets. They fumbled it. They could not make it happen. Today, they made it happen. Welcome back to a brand-new episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Back at you today for episode 104. I am your host, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Evan, how are you? What's
2: going on, man?
1: What is going on, What's brother? going on? Is you this, know what is, is going on? Real? I'll tell you what's
2: going on. I'll tell you what's going on. The greatest quarterback ever is going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. That's what's going on.
1: It's hard not to get emotional. I had a good conversation with a former Bucks podcaster today about getting emotional. People buy into the emotional side of things. You know, getting excited because a big-name player is coming to Tampa Bay before you break down what he's capable of in-game. And this is things that I said before leading up to it, you know, are we going to get the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, or are we going to get 43-year-old Thomas Brady? We don't know yet, but not knowing, I won't lie, not knowing makes it a little bit more exciting, because you know what, if we fall flat on our face, then we kind of deserve it. But the Buccaneers actually went all in and did something they said they were going to do, and they got Tom Brady. So I don't want to get emotional, but guys, this is, I mean, this is a huge deal. This is a franchise-altering move. This is something that will be remembered for the rest of the Buccaneers' existence, whether it ends up good or bad. This is just huge. This is the biggest thing we've ever covered on the podcast. Easily. We got yeah. some voicemails from you guys. We opened up our phone lines eight one three four three three O three two three. Had you guys leave now, us. Some I, I mean a, a disclaimer.
2: These a lot of these voicemails were done before this news, so
1: yes, they were recorded earlier today before the news became official. Like I said, twenty minutes before we were gonna record this podcast, we got the news from Adam Schefter basically confirming what a lot of sources have been saying throughout the day that Tom Brady is a buck. Oh man! Yep,
2: expected, expected to agree to the deal, make it official tomorrow. Um, Ian Rapoport was reporting it's around thirty million dollars a year. Don't know how many years. Um, I would expect probably two, maybe three. If it is three, I would expect probably like two with an option for a third. Um, yeah, but Brady is uh, Tom Brady is going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. This is real, and uh, yeah, TV twelve is going to be in Tampa Bay. That's that's the bottom line.
1: I just, again, it's, it's so crazy, dude. It's something that is going to mean a lot for Tampa Bay, more than just a change-up at the quarterback position. You bring in Tom Brady, that means the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be getting more national attention than they have gotten since they won the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Yep. There are going to be packed, sold-out crowds at Raymond James every single week. The Bucs season tickets already have a waiting list who was it that yeah. you said tweeted out he's on a waiting list for season tickets it,
2: it was anthony beck he, he he tweeted it out and uh he was like there was like 900 people in front of him
1: it's going to fill up tampa and by god we're gonna be the closest thing we've been to a football city in a very very long time now let me not forget about our former quarterback <laughs> Jameis winston I said before this all happened that I really wanted Jameis back in Tampa. I would be disappointed if he left. And I am disappointed that he's leaving. I believe Jameis has enough in the tank to go somewhere else and excel. I really do. I'm ashamed to see him go. He was a Tampa guy from day one. And he's a guy that you want on your team. But me and Evan talked about it. We went back and forth, back and forth. I mean, even in our personal time, we were texting each other back and forth. About everything that a lot we talked about the past the few
2: show. days. Yeah, a lot. Over the
1: past We've few been days. in touch a lot, and one of the things that we brought up was, do you feel like Jameis Winston can win you games in the playoffs, if the Bucks make it to the promised land, which looks like they have a much better chance of doing so because of the new collective bargaining agreement that was just agreed upon? It looks like the Buccaneers will be in playoff position, even if they finish.
2: I'll, I'll tell you what. If they don't make the playoffs this year. Like, based on how, like, everything's turned out, like, there's seven teams now. They got Tom Brady. Like, if you don't make the playoffs, I'm convinced they're never going to make the playoffs again, no matter who's on the team. So
1: It's almost the expectation. When you bring in someone like it, Brady. It, is, it has
2: to be. Yeah, right now, you, the
1: expectation is playoffs. There was another tweet that I saw. You bring in someone like Brady, whose track record alone, six Super Bowls countless playoff appearances, he has more playoff appearances than every single Buccaneers quarterback combined in franchise history. Just say that out loud three times, and if you are a Bucs fan, think about what's best for the team. At the end of the day, I want to win. And I've said it before, I wanted Jameis back, but we can win with Brady. We can. We can win. When we get to the playoffs, and I say win because, as I said earlier, that's almost the expectation now, but when we get to the playoffs, I feel like Tom Brady can win us games in the playoffs. Jameis Winston, as much as I like the guy, as much as he does possess next-level talent, it was so unknown with him. With Tom Brady, it feels like a sure thing. Jameis Winston, in overtime of a wild-card game, I don't know what you're going to get. Tom Brady in overtime of a wild card game with two minutes left on the clock. Unless you're in Foxborough facing the Titans, I have a pretty good feeling. Game's done. I, I, I just have a good feeling the Bucks are going to stay in that game. And we've talked about over the years, it's not about throwing as many touchdowns and racking up stats as Jameis did during his time as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. The guy owns every <sighs> single offensive record in Buccaneers history. He's going to be in the record books for a long time. Mm-hmm. But that does I just
2: went on. I just went on the Bucks Wave Instagram page and followed Tom Brady. So, didn't think that would. Ever I happen.
1: need to do that as well. I need to like, go. I mean, I, I, I followed
2: I follow Tom Brady on my personal account, but I, I don't follow him on. You know, now I do, obviously. But,
1: wow. And if this you guys are just, watching, so,
2: don't mean sorry to interrupt, but just wow.
1: No, it, it really is something that has my mind going at a million miles per hour. It's ridiculous, man. Like ridiculous in a good way. And if you guys are watching the video. I have donned my Jameis Winston Color Rush jersey for this episode. I like Jameis Winston. I'm a fan of the guy. And, folks, I wanted you to witness it. This is the last time I will wear this Jameis Winston Color Rush jersey. I'm going to hang it up in my closet. I'll display it front and center in my closet. But I do not plan on wearing this again because my next jersey purchase. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead.
2: So is your next jersey a Tom Brady
1: jersey? Oh, 110% partner. <laughs> I am getting the new uniforms with a Tom Brady jersey. It's going to be the number one selling jersey before mm. the season even starts. If not only
2: season... is it Brady, but it's like new, so Oh my
1: God, man. It just it, again, it just does not feel real. My head is spinning, and I'm trying to keep myself grounded so we can guy uh so we can give you guys the information as it played out. We still have some voicemails we're gonna get into. And then we're going to talk about some other Buccaneers transactions that have transpired. We'll talk about everything from the first few days of free agency. But I'm going to hang up this Jameis jersey. I'm going to get me a Tom Brady jersey, and it's going to hang right behind me. If you guys watch with video, you normally notice that I have three jerseys hanging behind me. One was a creamsicle Warren sap, The other was a red home current. Well, I guess old now. Levante David signed by Levante David. Humble brag. And then I had the color rush Jameis jersey. So I have donned my Jameis jersey. I'm wearing it for this episode, and then I'm putting it away until my Tom Brady one gets here all fresh and clean, smelling like a new uniform. Uh, Now we have to wait until April. We're only halfway through March, and we still have to wait three weeks. Yeah, I don't know, man.
2: They got to move that up, right?
1: I mean, we better get some sort of confirmation picture of Brady in the new uniform, right? I mean, that's the only it, way. You it, it, do it has to
2: be. Yeah, that's got to be a normal marketing thing.
1: Do you remember two months ago when we talked about the possibility of Brady and we said, you know what? When they come out with the new uniforms, let's say this scenario happens, it's live on the NFL Network. They're on a stage. Mike Evans comes out and he shows it off. Levante David comes out and he shows off the away jerseys. And then all of a sudden, the lights focus center stage, the mist starts, and out of the smoke walks Tom Brady and the new limited edition Color Rush that they haven't teased for us yet. And that's Tom Brady's big reveal as a buck. It's incredible because it seems like that yeah. is more possible now <laughs> than it ever <laughs> that's, has it's
2: been. Cra- it's crazy. It's literally crazy.
1: It is incredible. It really is. But, it, it, oh, Jesus yeah. God. That's really all you can say about it. So that's all we're gonna say. We're done fanboying about Tom Brady. Let's jump into your guys' voicemails, and let's talk about some of what was going on. You guys called us, and you just gave us your opinion. Now, as we mentioned earlier, these were all recorded earlier in the day. So some of them might not be as relevant or timely as ones that we may have received. We did get a very large number of voicemails as well. So if we do not get to your voicemail, do not worry. It is nothing against you it's just you know time constraints and what's timely so let me open up our list here we got a long list of voicemails i think we're going over four or five so we'll jump into those here in a minute evan i have to ask before we get into the voicemails because it's just it's killing me man okay you've been somewhat quiet like i like We opened the show, and and we got on before Skype, and this is the most flustered I have ever seen you. Like, you are big exhale. You're just whoosh. Like, I've never seen you this flustered about anything. And you texted me a few days ago. You said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I want Tom Brady in Tampa. And, buddy, you got TB12 in Tampa Bay. Like, just tell me how you're feeling.
2: feeling great. You know, it's um, Tom Brady's my, my favorite quarterback ever uh i i own a few pieces of merchandise from tb12 uh i was actually gonna wear it uh but i decided not to um and i have another shirt that was just that just said goat not really a Tom Brady shirt just a goat i was gonna wear that decided to rock the cfp shirt but uh um, hell yeah you know but i mean i'm feeling feeling great about it you know i i was i never understood the hate that he got um Greatest quarterback of all time, Patriots, greatest dynasty of all time. He's a big part of that. Six Super Bowls. Every Super Bowl he was ever in I rooters for him. Doesn't matter who he's playing against. Obviously he never played against the Bucks, or else it'd be different. But um Yeah, just right now, you know, we're you know, it's tough to put into words um what exactly I'm feeling because like we were talking about like beforehand, like hasn't really hit, you know? Um, that like, you know, this is real. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, I have to come on and talk about it. So I had to keep my composure as much as I could. <laughs> so that's why, you know, like beforehand, like I was, you know, I was pounding the table and, you know, everything like that. But um, I think it's really going to get me pumped when I actually see him, you know, like post about it or in a Bucks jersey or Bucks anything. It, it's going to be it's going to be very surreal. It's, it's a very surreal moment for me.
1: I agree with you, man. It's not really going to kick in for me until you see the Buccaneers officially acknowledge that they got Tom Brady because that's when you know it's real. Because let's face it, as of right now.
2: I'm getting a phone call really fast about Brady. Hang on.
1: (laughs) So as of right now, you know, it's like Adam Schefter came out and said that it's confirmed. There's tons of other sources that are saying it looks like Tom Brady is going to the Bucs we know that this is the NFL. Anything can change. The Buccaneers could some way, somehow fumble and still lose out on Tom Brady. And I know it seems weird because we just came on and said it is confirmed. And I I will say this, if the Bucs somehow, some way lose Tom Brady, then I will take back everything I've said here on the show. But it just does not look like that's going to happen. It's pretty much official folks the chargers dropped out of the race the broncos who people were worried about for some reason said that they weren't interested um the 49ers were not interested the raiders ended up signing marcus mariota now whether that's to be a starter or a backup has yet to be determined i'm sure raiders fans know a little bit more about that but it all boiled down to tampa bay and that's where we are right now it's an exciting time for sure everyone are you still there no, he is not. Yes, I am. I am. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'm here. No, you're sorry. Good. I just
2: had, had to take that. Had to take that phone call. So you're,
1: you're all good. Um, any any good juicy information on that phone call? No, no. no,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> that was just uh, that was just the phone call that you know you get when people know that you know you're you're like you know Bucks fan basically, and uh, yeah, you know. I've been they're getting very... a bunch of text and <laughs> phone calls and stuff. So oh,
1: people are but... so happy for us. We're like the kid that got bullied. <laughs> yeah, I, I got years. a I got
2: a DM from somebody. They're like, "Oh my god, I'm a Bills fan. Like, I'm so happy for you guys." I was like, "Okay, thanks. <laughs> like, Sweet. Like, All right, like, you know." But I mean, really, you know, things like that don't really happen a whole lot. You know, like, like you know, like you said the Brett Favre thing, right? Thought yep. they were getting Brett Favre, it was reported that it was like a done deal. They didn't get Brett Favre, uh, Bill Parcells twice. Uh, they thought they were getting him, Steve Mariucci. They thought they were getting him, you know, Chip Kelly. They thought they were getting him. They actually agreed to terms with Chip Kelly, and he backed out. So I mean, but this, I mean, even Adam Schefter said, you know, they were a, they were a runner up for Brett Favre. They're not going to be a runner up for Tom Brady, and you know, it's just. Um, it's crazy. It really is. So, It's yeah. got these voicemails, though.
1: Absolutely. We've got our first voicemail coming to us from a caller out of the 850. Let's check in and see what he's got to say.
0: Hey, what's going on, guys? This is uh, Michael Gandy calling out of the 850 Pensacola, Florida, baby. Uh, kind of a silly question, but if we do land Tom Brady, what number do you think he would wear? Appreciate you guys. Love love the show, man. Bye.
1: That's our buddy Michael Ganey. He called in and he asks us, if we do land Tom Brady, which we did, we're talking about it right now, what number do you think he would wear? And I love this question because it has nothing to do with changing the offense. It's nothing super intricate. It's a very mm. to-the-point question that I'm sure is on the forefront of a lot of people's minds.
2: Yeah. Trust me, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about fitting fit in the offense and stuff. Right,
1: right, exactly. So I will throw out my guess first. I have to imagine that, you know, Chris Godwin is going to offer his 12 to Tom Brady. Um, I know that the number 12 means a lot to both of those players, but in my opinion, it doesn't seem too far-fetched to think that Brady would come here and maybe want to change numbers to 10, the number he wore at Michigan, made himself a star in college football. Um, You know, 16 is another possibility, really looked up to Joe Montana, people are throwing that idea out there. Because there were different scenarios. I remember when Mohammed Sanu came to New England, there was a story that came out that Tom Brady had offered Mohamed Sanu the number 12. So at the end of the day, I know he has branding built around the number 12. I know TB12 Industries is a big deal.
2: It did TB12 with
1: Do you think it's far-fetched to believe he would change his number? And if he did, what do you think he would do? Because personally... I'd like to see him in number 10. I think it fits. I think it's a good look. TB10, you still got the TBT going on. So it yeah. rolls right off the tongue. I like Tom Brady in 10 in Tampa Bay. Say that five times fast. But what do you think?
2: Well, I, I personally, I do think he'll end up in 12. Um, but, I, you know, 10 would probably be my second choice. You know, he did wear it at Michigan. Scotty Miller, I'm sure, would give it to him. Um, 16, I don't believe 16 is being worn by anybody right now. So that'd be easier, obviously. But I don't really see that um speaking of the tb12 method i'm clearly not on the tb12 method um <laughs> i'll tell you that right now um honestly tom kind of crazy i've read a little bit of the tb12 method not sure what you're doing yeah eating grass um, and like sunflower oh seeds strictly it's
1: <laughs>
2: weird, man. oh my goodness yeah whatever <laughs> um So, yeah, I would guess he's going to get 12, but 10 wouldn't surprise me. It's just, you know, I think his brand's getting bigger and bigger. I think TB12 makes a lot of sense, and I think Chris Godwin would give it to him, even though Chris Godwin has had that number since college. But, you know, we'll see.
1: We'll definitely see. We have a lot of time to figure it out, as you said. Maybe we'll see it when the new uniforms are revealed. Who knows? But thanks for calling in, Michael. Let's get to our next voicemail. This comes to us from a caller out of the 626. What's up?
0: Hey, Fire Canyon Podcast. Uh, this is Richard from Los Angeles. Quick question. So, if we do sign Tom Brady, uh, how does that change the offense? And do you see him breaking more Tampa Bay offensive records in his first year under Bruce Arians? Um, Jameis did it under his first year. He's, he's a uh, record holder before, so, can't wait to hear, hear you guys, uh, your thoughts. All right. You guys stay safe. Bye.
1: Thank you to Richard from LA for calling us in. He's basically asking us, do you think Tom Brady can come in and make a year one impact under an Arians offense and end up in Buccaneers record books? Can he surpass a guy like Jameis Winston? And the short answer is no. Um, I, I don't think Tom Brady is going to come in here and throw fifty touchdowns. He's not going to throw yeah. forty. I'll be damned if he throws thirty. To be honest with you, uh, Jameis Winston holds the passing records, and I'm convinced that he's going to continue to hold those passing records until maybe, you know, long after Brady is done in Tampa. Yeah, um, yeah. It's,
2: it's the reality is Jameis Winston was here for five seasons. Tom Brady's going to be here for two, maybe three. That that's that's the reality. Yeah. If it was a rookie coming in, maybe like if they were drafting like Joe Burrow, Tua,
1: and that's that's kind of the uh, the expectation is if you bring Brady in, he's only going to be here for two or three years. After that, whatever rookie or whatever heir to the throne you have in place, maybe that's the guy who can get it done because you're hoping he's a long-term option at that point. But yeah, Brady is 43. Well, he will be 43 years old in August once the season starts. So it's hard to sit here and say he's going to be in the Bucks record books for many years to come. He will definitely go down in Tampa Bay history. It just might not be in the passing records section of the book. But Rich, we appreciate you calling in and listening out of the West Coast, Los Angeles. We've got another voicemail. We're gonna get into this. Comes from area code nine four one.
0: Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Andres from Sarasota. Uh, uh, first off, I just want to thank both of you for uh, doing the show. Uh, really uh, keeps me going during this off season. You guys are doing a good job. Um, as far as Tom Brady to the box, I don't know, man. I'm trying to get excited, but I just—it's hard for me. Um, I just don't think that he fits the system. Um, I just um, disappointed to be honest. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know that that O line sucks. We all know it. We have no running game whatsoever. The only thing that works out is just the uh, the wide receivers. Uh, finally, Tom Brady is gonna have somebody to throw it to. But other than that, it's just it's tough, man. He just doesn't. I I don't know. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, he still does have, you know, the arm strength to uh, throw it long ways and whatnot. But we'll see, man. Only time will tell. Um, If he does come, I hope that you know we fix the O line and that you know we get a decent running game. And we'll see. Go Bucks!
1: Thanks for calling in out of Sarasota and. I'm glad we got a call like this because it deals with something that I know a lot of people are thinking about. I know there is a huge chunk of the fan base that does feel this way, and they're very concerned with Brady just as a player where he is right now. We brought up right before the voicemail that he is going to be 43 in August, so for a lot of people, you know, Chris left, uh, Chris, our buddy Chris, left of, left us a voicemail not too long ago, and he kind of brought up the concern of well when is his arm going to go out? Because you don't really know. Um, It just kind of happens. You know, Peyton Manning, he didn't expect his arm to go out when he did. He was in his late 30s, wasn't even 40. It happens to the best of them. So a lot of people are concerned with the possibility that we get Tom Brady and he's just not what we expect him to be. Um, Evan, I'll toss this one to you, man. What do you say to those people? Because I think there is a real concern, and I think a lot of those people have a right to feel that way because – in my opinion, we just we genuinely do not know. You have to take a look at him in training camp, see if he's able to really stretch the field, run some of those longer route plays, and then you have to take into account the offensive line protecting him, how the run game is going to do, because if Brady's going to do well in Tampa, the run game has to improve from last year. It just has to. There's no other option at that point. So what do you make of all this? What do you say to the people who are concerned?
2: Well, I, I do believe that Tom Brady has a, enough arm left that he can get the job done Bruce Arians' offense. Um, I also think that the offense is going to be modified. Like, this isn't going to be the same offense that it was last year with James Winston. Like It's not. Um, you know, it, it's not going to be the same offense with Brady. It's just not. So, you know, that, the arm strength going out, obviously, you, like I said, you don't know what it is, right? Peyton Manning, like you said, he didn't expect it to go out like that. You know, his last year, he was a shell of himself. Um but, you know, people have been saying that about Tom Brady for years, right? Years. Yeah. People probably claimed five or six times, oh, he's done. This is it. It's over. Is it? No, it's not over. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens with the arm strength. As far as the personnel, like offensive line and stuff, so, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, the offensive line, I don't like pro football focus a whole bunch, but they did rank the Bucks' offensive line 7th in the NFL. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not really the biggest fan of pro football focus.
1: Now, they, if I, I remember do... correctly, the majority of that ranking was attributed to the interior offensive line, right?
2: I'm honestly 100 not 100% sure about that.
1: All good. Yeah.
2: Um, so, I mean, I do think the offensive line improved last year. Uh, Donovan Smith, I believe, had one of his better years. I believe Ali Marpet was good. Ryan Jensen had a nice bounce back. Alex Kappa continued to develop while battling some injuries. DeMar Dodson was was kind of rough, but, you know, he was on the last leg. Um, so, you know, you had a tackle of that mix. You had one of those tackles at 14 or, you know, a Josh Jones, you know, through – through uh, the draft, and suddenly it's looking pretty good with Alex Kappas continuing to develop... i like the offensive line where it's at like I, i'm a bigger fan of it than some people are i feel like they do need a tackle they need a right tackle um there, there's no secret there they need one but i feel like the offensive line will be okay as a running game uh, i personally would go out in free agency right now and sign somebody but you know they have been linked to melvin gordon some we'll, we'll see what happens I, I don't expect them to sign melvin gordon but we will see like i said um but then, you know, they could draft a running back in the second round. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a guy I'm going to continue to bring up this entire process. I think he's a perfect fit, a perfect compliment next to Rojo. It really, your thoughts on the Bucks' running game all depends on your thoughts on Ronald Jones. Um,. Well, what you think of Ronald Jones determines what you think of the Bucks' run game. I think Ronald Jones is very good, and I think he can develop into a decent starter, uh, but I feel like they need someone to compliment him, because he can't just do it by himself. I feel like if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would come in, or like a DeAndre Swift, or J.K. Dobbins, they would be a perfect fit. Um, and I think it would give them a nice two-headed monster, and that would fix the running game. So, really, those concerns, I the only one that I would really be concerned about is, honestly, Father Time catching up to Brady, and unfortunately I mean, that's not the one you can't really do much about. So, um, no, we will see.
1: Now, you had brought up briefly the planet offensive line, saying they need some help there. Definitely need a right tackle, uh, and then you brought up the run game as well. I'm going to ask you about both of those things quickly before we get into our final voicemail of the show. W- looking at the offensive line, we talked about bringing somebody in for the draft. Maybe you want to pick up some more depth pieces throughout free agency. There's a lot of guys available who could come in and kind of fill in the gaps for your second-string offensive linemen because, as we saw, the Bucks have no O-line depth whatsoever. All of our backups last year were just, they were bad. Um, it's plain and simple. But have you thought about the idea? I've seen a few people talking about it. of Bringing in whoever you bring in. Let's say first round they pick up one of the offensive tackles that's on the board and available. Do you think the route to go would be moving Donovan Smith to right tackle, plugging in your rookie at left tackle, or just immediately playing your rookie at right tackle, letting a guy like DeMar Dodson kind of sit behind him, hold a clipboard on the sidelines, not in a literal sense, but kind of do what he has to do in that sense? Um, Like, what's the route that you would go with the offensive line if you bring in a rookie? Are you moving guys around, or are you just plugging and playing at the right tackle position?
2: I'm probably plugging and playing just because, um, you know, eventually, you know, if Donovan Smith does struggle this year, the Bucks can get out of that contract after this year, so they can free up some cap room. What I would do is pretty much, you know, if you do get one of the top four guys, you know, Jedrick Wills might have some trouble playing left. Andrew Thomas can play both. Makai Becton can play both. Tristan Wirfs, I think, could be able to play both if he's a good enough athlete. And Josh Jones, I believe, could play both. But you draft one of those guys, put him in a right tackle, play him. If Donovan Smith struggles, you can cut him, move one of those left tack one of those tackles over to left tackle. So now you have a whole right tackle again, but a right tackle is much easier and cheaper to find than a left tackle. So that's the route I would take.
1: Okay. Now when it comes to the running game, we are in the midst of free agency as we record this, so I'll ask you one more time. I know you've brought it up on shows in the past. Uh, but for anyone who is misinformed or just has not heard, what are some names that you think would complement Ronald Jones very, just very well at the running back position?
2: So do you mean in the, in the draft or free agency?
1: I would say free agency for now just because that's yeah. what's relevant. But even in the draft, what are some other guys? Because you have to believe that with Tom Brady coming in, you're in a much different situation than you were with James yeah. J- Weasen.
2: Jacob Jacob Eason is in play in the second round. He's right. in play.
1: You have to believe the Bucks are going to mix up their draft board. So at the running back position, they're still maybe looking to get one in the second or third round if the right guy is available. But what else do you think can happen um, just in the draft?
2: Yeah, so free agency wise, I'm going to keep bringing up Chris Thompson has a name. I think you can get him for cheap. Honestly, there's only been one running back that is signed in free agency. That's Jordan Howard, signed to the Dolphins um that's shocking to me right so so far only one running back has been signed well david johnson
1: and, sent to the texans for well, you know yeah, hot dogs for,
2: oh my god not hot dogs oh my that hot dog is a pretty darn good hot dog <laughs> oh my god i still can't believe that
1: trade went down that's needs to take bill o'brien's phone away man
2: dude i could do a better job um so But I'm talking, like, free agency signings. There's only been one, Jordan Howard. So, who I thought would have been a decent fit in Tampa Bay. But, you know, like I said, maybe they are after Melvin Gordon, right? Maybe that was one of the things with Brady that they told him to get Gordon. I don't know, right? I wouldn't expect it.
1: Really quick, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what is the cap situation with Melvin Gordon?
2: So, like, what is he asking for? Yeah. So, I would well, basically, I think he was asking for, like, top running back money. But the rumor was that his market really took a hit. And the Dolphins, Falcons, and Bucks are the three teams linked to him, but the Dolphins just signed Jordan Howard today, so I think that might eliminate them. So that would lead me to believe it's Dolphins, Bucks. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, but I would expect he wants, you know, $7, 8000000 million, which is why I don't think he ends up at Tampa Bay. Gotcha. Um, so, like I said, Chris Thompson, I think, is a name that could work. Um,. In the draft, like I said, Clyde Edwards to but like you said, they are going quarterback in the second round. Maybe like Cam Akers. If Cam Akers is there in the third round, that's great value. Uh, Zach Moss from Utah, that's great value in the third round. I like both of those guys. Antonio Gibson from Memphis is a running back slash receiver. Arians loves that type of player, so... Like you know, that could possibly be fourth or fifth round, uh, that type of guy. I expect them to address running back earlier than the fourth or fifth round. Um, if they do decide to address, you know, only one running back in like the fifth round, that likely means that they've signed one in FA, FA free agency. <laughs> um,
1: Look at you, man! You still got your Twitter, uh, your yeah, Twitter exactly. language on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one
2: hundred percent. One hundred. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> you know, sign one, Oh, you sign one in FA. Oh no. Um. Yeah. So. Like I said, Chris Thompson, Melvin Gordon would be a fit, but I just don't think the money is going to be right for him. Uh, Devontae Freeman's pretty injury-prone, so I wouldn't really be after him. Uh, maybe Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis got released by the Titans, played with Brady in New England. Bucks had interest in him uh, a few off-seasons ago, I know, so we'll see what happens there. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, yes. But I do expect them to to add a running back to pair of Ronald Jones.
1: Absolutely. We still have some things to play out. Free agency, of course, still open. So the next episode yeah. of the podcast, F- guys, will not free, agency, be very far away.
2: free agency hasn't even officially opened yet, guys like that. That's what you don't realize.
1: Yeah. The Bucks have already made probably the biggest move of their free agency before it even officially opens. Wednesday, the 18th is when things officially get started. So hopefully pen will be put to paper and Tom Brady will officially, officially, officially three times over be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. We've got one more voicemail we're going to get into, and then we're going to talk to you guys about some other transactions that went down because, believe it or not, the Buccaneers have done more than just signed Tom Brady. We're going to get into that right just after this. Just little, vo- little side
2: note, a little side note. Buccaneers have the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, man. Tied,
2: tied, with, tied with the 49ers and Saints.
1: Never, ever, ever tell me the odds. Let's get into this voicemail, our final one of the evening. This comes from somebody out of the 978. What have you got?
0: How we doing, boys? I just wanted to say the pain and suffering is over for 20 years now. We've been trying to find a legit quarterback. Chris Sims was a fail. Winston was a fail. We tried to get far. Now we have to go. Schefter just tweeted. It's practically official. 2020 is going to be crazy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Oh, my man, I am with you 100%. You're asking how we're feeling. We are feeling damn good. I cannot lie to you. I said it at the beginning of the show. I have yet to come down from the clouds, and this feeling just hasn't even hit me yet that Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. It's just such a taboo sentence. It feels so weird. feels very weird. You know, let's talk about more of the Tom Brady effect on Tampa before we kind of move on talk about some of the other things that are happening we said before that this is going to be something that divides the fans left and right. I mean, Jameis Winston was probably the most oh, enigmatic no. player yeah. in the history of the Buddy, Tampa Bay I don't, Buccaneers. I've
2: never seen a player in my life that divided this, this fan base like Jameis Winston did. And for good reason, right?
1: It's incredible. Like, we, you know, we said a few episodes ago that this move, what's coming up, what's about to happen for the Bucs, whether Jameis is back or not, it's going to divide the fan base. It's going to separate the Jameis Winston fans from the Bucks fans. And you and I, Evan, I know that we are both Bucks fans at the end of the day. I said Am at I? the beginning of the show, <laughs> I yeah, right?
2: Maybe I'm just a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you like, are like, oh, just okay. a Tom Brady fan, old bandwagon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You know, I've said at the beginning of the show, I'm a big Jameis Winston fan. I love the guy, but I love my Red and Pewter Pirates that much more. I wish Jameis the best. I hope he goes and he balls out like I thought he's going to do, and I hope that the Buccaneers can bring home the Super Bowl. Hopefully, in 2021 in Tampa Bay, because damn it, ah, oh, we got Tom Brady, six-time Super Bowl champion. I just I can't say yeah, it, did
2: see, it. Did you see? Did you see Trevor Sycamore's tweet?
1: I did not. I saw his tweets all day where he was sitting said, around waiting.
2: It said, um, it was like, you know, Bucks play, whatever, Mahomes, Rodgers, Breeze twice, Ryan twice. And Trevor was like, oh man, he's going to, it's going to be Brady versus Mahomes twice in Ray J, I guess.
1: And that's the crazy thing about, I love that. And that's the crazy thing. About you look at the Bucks schedule with Tom Brady. We talked about earlier how the stands are going to be filled up. Raymond, James buddy, they are get,
2: getting some prime time games. There's going to be four or be, five of them.
1: Yeah, we're going to get four or five prime time games a year. The Bucks are going to get the attention that. Let's be honest. Maybe we're a little bit biased, but the Bucks are going to get the attention they have deserved because every single time the Bucks are on, every time the Bucks are on prime time, they deliver an entertaining game, win or loss. Am um, I right?
2: Yeah. Well, what was the Okay. The uh, unless, Thursday night game.
1: Unless they're in London, we don't we don't focus okay. on that kind of prime time.
2: <laughs> that that's not prime time. No. Or or any type of Saturday game because, mm. um, you know, the Saturday game versus the Texans wasn't great. So, it was um, over uh, what what are you thinking? Uh, opening the season on Monday Night Football?
1: Absolutely, under the lights in Raymond James Stadium. I think
2: the the NFL definitely wants that. That's no no. You know, you're going to get, NFL you're gonna well
1: get a good up-close look at Tom Brady under the lights in the new Bay Buccaneers uniforms. Uh, who is on our schedule So they play
2: year? the Chiefs at home. They play the Packers at home. They play, obviously, the Saints at home. We're opening so it against the Packers. Right Packers? We're Packers, either opening
1: Box. the season against the Saints or the Packers. Okay. The old NFC Central matchup two of the sharpest-looking uniforms in the league. I, I just picture the Bucks in their old red and pewter under the lights playing Green Bay on with Monday Tom Night Brady Football <laughs> with Tom Brady playing quarterback. This new yeah. era of Tampa Bay football, the boom that is about to happen across the Bay Area from not only a football standpoint, we talked about it before the show, from a podcasting standpoint to all of our friends in fringe media Everybody is about to get a spike in attention solely because of this one player. It is a huge moment in franchise history, and I am very excited for the future. As a Bucks fan, Tampa Bay, through or through, I am pumped. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, just like you were about to say – the Bucks also did make other significant moves, which if they, they hadn't, maybe they don't even land Brady. You know, if they lose these two players we're about to talk about, maybe Brady says, "What, I ain't going there." You know, absolutely Could have played a big big part.
1: Now, what kicked off the week, the first news that we got regarding the franchise tag, the franchise tag was placed on outside linebacker Shaq Barrett. I believe he got $15 million from it regardless. It's about 11, 15.8. yeah. Regardless, an 11 almost $12 million raise of what he made last year. Shaq came out a few days before, said he wouldn't really mind it. He would play on the tag, and I have no reason to believe he's going to hold out. He looks very excited about the upcoming season. He's posting all over social media, talking to the NFL network. He said he would play under the tag, and that appears to be the case. Now, that was the domino in the Bucks side of things that really started to knock everything over because as soon as we found out that the franchise tag... We actually got a caller calling in right there. We're recording a show, so we're not taking live phone calls. <laughs> but as soon as we found out that Shaq Barrett was getting the franchise tag, everybody was like, what does this mean for Jameis Winston? Are they signing him to a deal? Are they still looking at a quarterbacks? Because at that time, it did not feel like the Bucks were going to get Tom Brady. This was something that I did not believe was going to happen. This happened quickly. It, it did. It did. It happened very, very quickly. You know, it, are... it,
2: it happened once he said he was done in New England. That was The consensus was, well, he's going to go back to New England. When he said he was done in New England, that's when it became a real possibility. And it just... It spiraled from there. The Chargers were out, and then about a half hour later, it was Bucks. Like, so, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So Shaq Barrett. I always got to bring it back to Brady, I guess, right? Yeah, right. At this point, what are you going to do? <clears throat> but Shaq Barrett getting the franchise tag kicked off the week for us in free agency, and then the Bucks made another move. Also, one,
2: one note on Barrett. I do expect them to try and get a long-term deal done during the summer.
1: They still uh, have time.
2: They haven't until July fifteenth to get a long term term deal done with Shaq Barrett. Um, if they don't do it until July fifteenth, then you know he has to play under the tag, which you know I'm sure like he said he will do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are expected to try a long term deal. The the tag just basically gives them more time.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Possibility is still open for Shaq to be paid on a contract, which I would like. But worst case scenario, franchise tag, you him one more year to see if that productivity is the real deal. And then hopefully you sign into some big money, because I have to believe that this year of all years, that outside linebacker position with Shaq Barrett playing the way that he is, that market value is going to go up. And I think the sooner you can get a long term deal done, the better deal you're going to get. You feel me?
2: yeah yeah exactly i mean the, the bucks would have loved to get a long-term deal with shaq barrett done around 16 million dollars or so he just what he was asking him and drew Rosenhaus was they're just asking for a little bit more so and that's the uh, thing about rosenhouse we'll
1: too is he's a guy notorious for getting his clients every single Absolutely. penny they can get
2: yep super agent
1: yeah so shaq barrett He was franchise tagged to start the week, and then the Buccaneers made another move along that defensive line in regards a big fan favorite. Coming back for two more years on a $27 million deal, that is Jason Pierre-Paul. This is a big signing because we had kind of talked about who was going to be the odd man out, and we found that out a little while ago. We'll get to that guy here in just a second. But this is a big signing because of the impact that JPP makes off the field, in the locker room, around the facility. The guy is just a natural-born leader. And we said before, you know, bring him back because he got eight and a half sacks off of a broken freaking neck in half of a season, but bring him back because he's just an example of what a lot of those younger guys on the defense want to be. There was a story that Jen Elaine posted just recently, and it was after, I want to say, the Tennessee game. But it was guys in the locker room talking about girls, talking about what they were going to do that weekend. It was after
2: the Tennessee game, yep.
1: JPP came over there and ripped those guys a new one. He's like, you guys don't give a damn that we just lost a winnable football game. That's who you want in your locker room. And to build a winning culture in Tampa Bay, you want guys like that all over And just the place. a
2: side note, no, we do not know who the players were that, that he was talking to. Yeah, yeah that never, was never released. We never it, was a, did, uh, it was an out. audio clip from a Levante David interview, and you can lightly hear Jason Pierre Paul yelling at them in the background.
1: Yeah. But JPP is back. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in his hometown for the next two years. $27 million. That boy went out there and earned his money. And, yep. you know, he's, I think... he's
2: pumped. You see him on Instagram and stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. He's yelling at his neighbors. He's excited to stay in Tampa. Two more Bay. years. You got to believe he loves his hometown. You know, he went to USF. He's a bull for life, he loves being in Tampa. He said business is business, and I think the Buccaneers, they kind of stuck their neck out there when it came to paying him because they paid him they a did. little bit above what his market value actually was to keep him around. He's making, what, $13.5 million a 13. year plus whatever guaranteed, so he's getting big money.
2: Yeah, it's it was a little bit more than I was expecting. I was expecting a two-year deal around $11 million or so, but, you know. If I don't think they were gonna let two and a half million dollars stand in their way of getting this guy back.
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, they were. I, I think they were getting out in front of it. They weren't gonna let yeah. any other team come in and try and pursue him, as we saw the Ravens did. The Ravens, the Ravens, made a the really
2: Ravens big run. did. Yep, the, the Ravens did uh, go after him, and uh, the Bucks were able to prevail. Um, so, you know. Uh, Pierre-Paul is just such an important piece. The Bucs recognize that, you know, the defense really changed when Pierre-Paul returned. That was a big loss in the first seven weeks or so, and they're really hoping that, you know, a full season of Pierre-Paul with there, with Shaq Barrett there, they're hoping that the defense really just picks off where it left off. Picks up where it left off, sorry.
1: Absolutely. Those guys looked really good the second half of the season. You have to hope that Not only the defensive line is able to hold their part, we have to wait and see who else they sign because there are still several free agents. Now, the next guy I wanted to talk about, I'm very, very upset that he's leaving Tampa. I'm a big fan of him, but it was somewhat expected. Defensive end, outside linebacker, Carl Nassib was picked up by the Raiders. So we wish him the best of luck. I am a really big fan of Carl Nassib, but we said coming into it, this guy has enough of a market value. He can go be a starter somewhere else.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, he uh, agreed to a deal with the Raiders. I'm not sure of the um, uh, I'm not I'm not sure of the 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 terms yet. Uh, I just I heard that he agreed to terms. Um, he was expected to get around eight nine million dollars or so, which is just too rich. If the Bucks wanted to keep Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul, the expected prices. Um, so yeah, it was expected. Sad to see him go. He's just. Guy's got an incredible motor. He just doesn't quit. And um, what a waiver pickup by Jason Light and the Bucks. Um, just he was getting cut by the you know, Browns. They put him on waivers, and the Bucks picked him up um, right before the twenty eighteen season. And it was a, it was a great move. It, it was they got a cheap player that was productive for two seasons. That that's the way it's done. That that's that, that's the way. You know, I'm not calling the Bucks a good team, but that is how a good team you know operates. That they, they find those guys. Um, hopefully the Bucks, you know, can find one or two more of those guys this season and really make a difference.
1: Yeah, and we bring up, you know, Jason Light and his track record of free agent <laughs> signings, guys that he picked up and brought into the Bay over the years. Carl Nassib is definitely one of those guys you can look back on and say that Jason Light and his staff of scouts did a really, really Looking good Looking back
2: on it, Jason Light has had, like, a great, a great off season last year, like – can we just, like, acknowledge that for a second? Oh, yeah. The, between so, the
1: draft and the free agency moves he made, it looks like, it, it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, hindsight is twenty twenty. I would say the Bucks won the offseason last year.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, when, when he signed the, the sack leader for $4 million, um, yeah, you know. And uh, a lot of people are going to say the Dolphins won the offseason this year, whatever. I personally believe it's the Bills. Big fan of what the Bills did um but you know the bucks signed the greatest quarterback ever th- this offseason so um you know i mean i think jason lights learned his lesson from that first year that he was here when they signed five and six big time guys that didn't work out um, he's definitely learned his lesson and now you know he's getting better at it. ryan jensen has turned out to be a solid pickup Vinny curry really didn't work out ryan jensen
1: uh, uh, let me go on record here Probably the best setter in the NFL. I know I've said Ooh, this before. I'll whoa, say it again. Whoa.
2: I don't know. But mm, that's a that's steep claim, buddy. Top just three. Because you top got th- th- can you meet me,
1: can you meet me because... and say top three?
2: No, I will not meet you and say top three. I'll say top ten, which there's 32 of them. Not so even top five. There's 32 five. of them. There's I know 30. that there
1: are people out there that agree with me.
2: <laughs> I'm sure there are, but no. Just because Tom Brady's the quarterback doesn't mean that everything's sunshine and rainbows. Okay? What?
1: No, that's not what I'm saying at
2: no, all. I'm, I'm just saying that... Ryan Jensen, I love Ryan Jensen, right? But to me, he's firm in that number eight, number seven. Like he, he's not to me. He's not like you're talking about. He's better than a guy like um, Brandon Linder and before grading last Jason, season, and, yes, and Jason Kelsey. Uh, like man, I don't know. I just okay. don't know. I, I, right. I like Ryan Jensen a lot, and he did improve. He really did. He had a like if he, if he had a year. If he had the year that he had, you know, in 2018, this year, he might not even be on the team right now. Oh, yeah. But, you he know, was, he, he was definitely he did really... his
1: first year. Had to get yeah, well, I,
2: I forgot about that, just how, like, many penalties he had.
1: Yeah, and he was barely penalized last season. I think, was he penalized at all? He had one Yeah, or I
2: two. think I think he might have one or two, yeah.
1: I mean, regardless, the guy really made his game up, one and I'm two. a huge fan of watching him play. You look back on the tape, the way he's able to manhandle guys. We said from day one he plays till the whistle. He's just a big, aggressive guy, and one of the things that I admire the most about him is the way that he plays mind games with the defensive lineman that he is up against. More than one time this year, he was the cause of an offsides penalty, a stupid mistake by the defensive lineman. I mean, he got straight up punched and in the face l- one time. He l- got let's the not buck 15 yards.
2: That one time in Detroit, you know, when he came out and didn't look too happy, but he was injured, and he was yeah. like, no, I'm going back in. Went back in, didn't even miss a snap. App. So, uh, and that's why Jason Light signed him. They love this toughness and everything. So, you um, know, back to on track here, um, that same offseason, he also traded for Jason Pierre Paul and is now able to sign him to an extension. Um, unfortunately, that, that car accident happened, right? If the car accident doesn't happen, Jason Pierre Paul is under contract right now with the Bucks. I mean, he is now, of course, sure, but he would never have been scheduled to be a free agent is technically his contract would have expired next off season.
1: Yeah. He would have been headed uh, into his and final actually
2: year. actually, the, it was like for like twelve million dollars. So the Buccaneers actually lost out on about a million and a half dollars, but whatever.
1: Yeah,
2: who cares? Um so yeah, I mean it's a big big win for Jason Light based on his recent moves and um you know like Bashad Perryman last year, you know, I haven't heard anything on his front He's expected to have a market in the Tier 2 free agents. The Dominican Sue, haven't heard much. They were really focused on the quarterback. No, nah, they got that solved. I would expect, you know, maybe some moves to free up some additional cap space, some restructures, maybe some cuts, and then, you know, go out and maybe see what Sue wants, what Perryman wants, possibly some replacements, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, kudos to Jason Light because he, he's done a pretty good job lately. And, I mean, I know it doesn't look great. That the number one overall pick in 2015, and the franchise quarterback is no longer going to be with the team. That looks bad. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. That looks bad. That also means that they made a mistake. at number one, like you, you can't sugarcoat that, right? You, you, you can't sit here and say, well, no, they 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 did. They, James Winston. To me, James Winston is not a bust. But they all they definitely made a mistake. James Winston. If he was a second round pick, he's a great pick. First overall. First overall pick, you got to be with your team one five years.
1: That's a lot of expectation to live up to, and you know you expect yeah, you know, that guy to be signed to a second yeah. contract. You're a
2: national champion. You never lost a game. You only lost one game in college. You know you gotta the expectations were there, rightfully so. And um, you know Light technically missed on that. Not a lot of GMs get a chance to to get another quarterback. But when you get a chance to sign the greatest quarterback ever, that's probably why Light's still here. So. Um, You know, kudos to Jason Light. He's made some—I think he's been improving every year, honestly. Like, you look like Carlton Davis and, you know, Vita Veya. Darwin James would have been nice short, but Vea's turned into a heck of a football player. Oh,
1: yeah. And a guy Uh, that that is very valuable on that defensive line right now as well.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's one of the best nose tackles in the league. He's a top-five nose tackle. I'll say that. Um you know, and those nose tackles were getting paid to, yeah. today. So yeah, eventually, you know, in two three years, they're going to have to pay Vita Vea. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, you know, that 2016 draft is just going to hang over him. You know, it sucks, but it is. And, you know, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite him because um, his drafts recently have been pretty good and his free agency signings have been pretty good. So yeah. we'll see what happens.
1: Jason Light trending upwards in regards to free agency and also, draft.
2: Also, how about Bruce Arians? Let's, let's talk about this for a second. Tom Brady doesn't come here without Bruce Arians, true or false.
1: Oh, true, true, 110% I mean, I, true.
2: So what uh, difference? Can you imagine Dirk Cutter making a pitch to Bruce Arians? <laughs> I mean, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady. Like, come on. That, yeah. no.
1: no, it's hey, tough. Tom Brady, you, laugh. You've got to have the pieces in place. And right now it seems like the Buccaneers are the closest that they have ever been to really taking that step and being a playoff team. I think this team is the most playoff-ready they've ever been. And, I mean, we still have a bunch yeah, of wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Well, maybe not
1: ever been, but you understand <laughs> what like, I mean. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In the realm of when we've been doing this show, don't take my yeah, words oh, and turn sure. them around on me. You know what I no, mean.
2: No, 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 no. I did not know what you meant, okay? I did not know what you meant. To me, when I think of ever, I'm thinking, like, you know, at least in, like, the 2000s. Oh, I'm settle like, down.
1: Huh? Settle down. I'm
2: just saying, you know. Just saying. Hopefully there will be a day. I, hey. Hey. kind of stay on your toes, man. Hey, you, know? you gotta settle somebody's down. Gotta, you you, you got to you gotta hey. settle
1: down because because Tom Brady is in Tampa, buddy, okay?
2: He is. He he is. And for uh, unfortunately we're not gonna have a press conference. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> we're not even gonna, gonna see a, a freaking, picture of him in any a bucks freaking, gear for like another three and a half weeks.
2: It's gonna be a friggin' conference call. Like he's an uh, an offensive line coach who just got hired.
1: Oh, man.
2: Now, we we at least get him on like FaceTime or something like, (laughs) right.
1: Yeah, we'll see if we can nail an interview (laughs) uh, with him for episode 200.
2: Yeah. okay, that's happening.
1: Yeah, we'll get Brady on for episode 200. Book it right now. A lot of time left in free agency right now. We were just talking about Jason Light trending upward. You hope to continue. He does a good job because he has done a fairly better job these past few years than he really came out of the gate and did. He knows that. Bruce Arians knows that. That's why he's here to help him. And things are trending upwards for the Bucks right now. There's a lot of time left in free agency. We still have moves that need to it be made. It hasn't aimed. even opened. It <sighs> hasn't even opened. There's a ton of time. We have to see who the Bucks bring back, and we have plenty of time to wait and talk about that on future episodes. But one more question we're going to go over before we wrap this thing up. Jameis Winston. Things have been fairly quiet in the realm of free agency for Jameis Winston. I have not heard very many teams call his number and try and be in negotiation talks with him. Now, with Jameis, with any NFL player, maybe you want to keep things private. Maybe you don't want to put things out there. I mean, look at the LASIK and meniscus surgery. Those things happened and nobody national reported on it for, what, two or three weeks? Yeah. You know, so I can understand maybe they're taking this process a little bit more quietly. I said before I thought there was going to be a market for Jameis Winston, but so far we've seen maybe the Raiders are interested. Maybe the Chargers are interested. Right now it looks like the Colts are going to Phillip Rivers. So where does that leave Jameis Winston?
2: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, you think well. Hands up.
2: Well, I personally think the Raiders are out. Um, They did sign Marcus Mariota.
1: They did sign Mariota.
2: Um, I I don't think they would have Jameis be their starter. Wouldn't that be funny, though? Jameis and Mariota backing him up, or vice versa, would be pretty funny.
1: The argument's Uh, been over for a long time, but that would literally, like, solidify it.
2: Yeah. Isn't that... Doesn't that suck? Jameis Winston was the better pick, but they're both going to be gone from their teams. That sucks. It really does. Like, that these two guys were supposed to be the future of the NFL future one and two and
1: people talked about how they're going to be good for so long. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. And now one team is Ryan Tannehill and the other is Tom Brady. Oh my God. Okay. Um, she still can't believe that. Um, anyways, let's, let's get back to it. So, you know, you say cold Phil Rivers, done deal one, only one year deals kind of surprised me. Um, maybe the Colts think yeah, they'll give Rivers the option to maybe retire at the end of the season. So Colts are pretty much out. Chargers, the Chargers' rumored backup plan is just Tyrod Taylor. Like, apparently they feel comfortable enough with Tyrod Taylor. So, we'll see. Um, I think the Bears is a possibility. Jameis Winston, apparently, Adam Schefter had said that Jameis Winston now hopes to, now that the Bucks are off the table, he hopes to become like a Ryan Tannehill. Sign somewhere. Hopefully the starter, you know, get. And not really hopefully he gets hurt, but in the in the event that he gets hurt or struggles, um, you know, James Winston could come in and take that spot. So, let, let's take a look. Chicago, perfect example of that, right? Um, Mitch Trubisky is on some thin ice, oh, right? Yeah. He is on some thin ice. So, I mean, I think Chicago makes sense. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh makes another sense, for even if, you know, like sign James for one year, but basically guarantee James that he's gonna be the future after Big Ben. We'll see, right? I like that fit. Um, you know, I I don't really view um, like the Patriots as a realistic option, just because if James is playing to do like the backup thing, like he's not expected to be a starter. Like Adam Schefter just said that. He's not expected to be a starter, so.
1: So with Adam Schefter saying that, you still don't think there's a chance the Pats roll the dice and say, "Let's bring Jamison and Belichick I, something." Think,
2: I think the Patriots end up trading for Andy Dalton. Personally, um, I don't think I, I, I don't think Bill Belichick wants to spin the chamber. So um, I am gonna I'm miss gonna that. The chamber, I'm gonna course. I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it, man. This I am. Be the
1: I, best thing you ever do
2: or the worst,
1: or the worst thing. thing you you ever, you ever play
2: do. Russian roulette? If you want some white bread clock watcher who's going to get you a paper on time with the agreed upon price, Jameis isn't your guy. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> oh man, I am. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. I might not miss him, but I'm going to miss that. So um, you know. But like I said, I, I don't really think the Patriots are that realistic. Obviously, Panthers just signed Teddy Bridgewater, which we didn't even talk about. Um, I mentioned you know, it too, at the
1: beginning of the show very I, just, briefly. I you even notice. I, yeah, I guess i too,
2: too wrapped up, you know. Um, so, yeah, they, they have a new quarterback. Cam Newton seems to be moving on. Maybe Cam Newton goes to New England. Maybe he goes to L.A., the Chargers. You know, who knows? But I think either Chicago or Pittsburgh makes some sense for James Winston.
1: We'll just have to wait and see. Of course, we'll see much more of those rumors open up. Uh, just keep an eye on your phones, people. Free Agency is set to open tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening. Wednesday, March 18th is when the market officially opens. You're going to see Penn hit paper in more places than one right off of the bat, and we're very excited about Tom Brady being in Tampa. Let's hope that it is a new era for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's an era that we can remember for all the right reasons. I'm very, very excited about what's headed our way. We're about to get a lot of attention very quickly. And unfortunately, with that comes a lot of bandwagon fans. So, folks, prepare yourself. If you've been listening to the show since the beginning and you've been rocking with the Red Imputer for as long as you can remember, we appreciate you and we salute you. I think it's safe to say that better days are ahead. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for listening or watching with video over on YouTube.com. Follow the show on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All of those are Canon Fire Podcast, and those are your best source of finding updates on the show, when we're going to be going live, when we'll do any of our call-in shows, which we've been having a ton of fun in. And thank you to everybody who sent in a voicemail this evening. We appreciate you and your support of the show. You can follow myself on social media at Redicus Instagram and Twitter. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. And you can follow my co-host Evan, the Philly Bucks fan himself on Instagram and Twitter at BucksWave, and then on Twitter at EvanNFL. Any good things you got brewing up on your Twitter?
2: Not really. Not really. Just um, All the excitement's you know.
1: over. We're gonna take a break for a few days, kind of
2: come no. back down to earth. No not not taking a break that's for sure. I don't, you know, I think the bucks could do a few more things this week. Not not necessarily big things, but um boy, I don't don't think they're completely done yet. So um while there's excitement, still got to keep going to work.
1: So we'll just wait and see there is a ton of anticipation about what the bucks are going to do. Folks, buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. I have to give a shout out to our sponsors at Pinecrest Printing and Signs. These guys have been hooking it up for the Tampa Bay business community since two thousand and one. Since before the Bucks won their Super Bowl. Can you believe that? These guys handle everything for your brand. Do you
2: know you you know who won the Super Bowl the year after the Bucks did?
1: Tom Brady and the Patriots.
2: Yeah who won it the year before?
1: Tom Brady and the Patriots.
2: Oh, You know, one of the year after 2003, when Tom Brady won, he won again?
1: Yeah, twice Ah, in a row. Twice in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Just something to think about, folks. Pinecrest Printing and Signs, these guys can handle everything for you advertising-wise. If you have a brand and you want to put it out there, they're going to make sure they do that in the cleanest and most professional way possible. They've got apparel. They've got business cards. They have hooked us up with some fantastic Cannon Fire Podcast business cards. We've got our stickers, which if you see those around the Tampa Bay area, make sure you send a picture to us on social media. You can send us an email at cannonfirepodcast.com, and you can claim that sticker and I will send you a grab bag of CFP merch. Bunch of shirts, bunch of stickers, maybe some of those really nice business cards I just talked to you about. But all of that, courtesy of our friends at Pinecrest Printing and Signs. You can give them a call at 813-684-5444, or check out the website at pinecrestprinting.com. I am Rhett Matthews, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish, and we look forward to this new era in Tampa Bay football. We'll talk to you guys next time, and until then, go Bucks.